Copycat, let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Best Show Best. The best of the best show. And you can find out more about The Best Show over at thebestshow.net. It airs live every Tuesday night from 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Standard Time. And if you're new to the program, this show, are uh, these are little bite-sized bits and greatest hits type samples of what we do every week. So if you like this, maybe you check out the full show. And if you want to support The Best Show... We have a Patreon set up over at patreon.com slash thebestshow. That is how you support the program. It is listener-sponsored now, and you give what you can, and we appreciate it. And there are prizes and benefits at all different levels of giving. So again, go to patreon.com slash thebestshow and support the show. And now please, without further ado, check out this episode of Best Show Best. Best show. Rhonda, be a deer and get me a, uh, I don't know, how about a mango gelato? Just one scoop, okay? Thank you. Hey, Tom? Yes? Tom, it's Matthew Tompkins from the Shout Network. Oh, my God, it's Matthew. You're, you're, everyone knows the Shout Network, of course. I hope so. One of my favorite uh, TV channels. One uh, of what? I, I like other ones. I can't, you know, but. But you're, you've had such great programming for so long and you've always called the show giving us just the updates on what's what and it's always, always very exciting. Well, I'm, I'm so excited right now that I've, I've already strapped myself in and I've got my helmet on and I'd love for you and your audience to to do the same because I want to talk about the new spring season here at Shout. The new spring season of shows at Shout. Yes. I would love to hear it, and I love that you're getting right to it, Matthew. You know what we want. I'd be glad to shoot the ass for a little bit if you want, but I don't think I don't think you want that. I, I want think you're uh, chomping. Is it champing or chomping at the bit? It's both, actually. I've been I've I've looked that up. It's it's champing or chomping. But you'd never say I want to champ this chocolate chip cookie. No, but my, but uh, you might say my horse wants to champ this chocolate chip cookie. Why the hell are you feeding a cookie to a horse? Well, I'm, I, I'm just busting your okay. bees. All right, well, you, you got me there, Matthew. <laughs> All right, Tom. Yeah? I have two words that are going to revolutionize television. You okay? Are you ready? Um, I am ready. Stand Up Saturday. Wait, actually, I guess that's that's one word and a hyphenated word. So is that like... Is that two no, words or not, one and a half I, words? I, it's... It, 
you're 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 right. It's two words basically. Stand up okay. can count. So what is stand up Saturday? Tom, if there's one thing I know we can all agree on, it's that the average American can't get enough of knowing the inner workings of the world of stand up comedy, right? Um well, I might say at this point, I don't know how if that's true that everyone wants to know every little thing about stand up. But hmm. well, my research shows differently. I've done my research. Now you do yours. Okay. I guess I, w- I would have I would ha- Anywho, we have a great lineup of stand up related programming that's guaranteed to knock your socks off. Okay. I'm I'm all ears, please. All right. all right, first up, yeah. we have the Funny Bones Brood. Okay, what is the Funny Bones Brood? Well, it's a great animated show that kids and adults are guaranteed to love. Here's how it here's how it rolls out. Funny Bones is a comedy club in the heart of downtown Indianapolis. Now, we all know of course what happens in a comedy club during the operating hours of the club. But what happens when the lights go off, Tom? Um, okay, I don't know. Well, at Funny Bones, the club comes to life. Okay. All right. All kinds of cool characters. There's Mikey the Microphone, Pete the Potato Skin, Buddy the Bottle of Water, Steve the Stool, and tons more. And they all interact with one another. And, man, is this thing hilarious. And overseeing all the fun yeah. is the ever-wise, ever-present Ben the Brick Wall. And this is a like an animated show about the microphone and the potato skin all kind of talking about comedy and stuff? Yes, yeah, yeah, all, just all comedy. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's great. And did they get into different adventures? No, they just talked about comedy. It's almost like like a comedy podcast, but it's animated. Okay. You know uh, how exciting those are? Sure, yeah, and I could only imagine now they'd be animated instead of, and you'd be looking at them also, right. but instead of looking at a, gu- a guy... Yeah. With a, a beard. Right. You'd be looking at a potato skin. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty darn cool, isn't it? It's got my attention, Matthew. Okay, well, this next show is going to hold your attention. What's that? It's a reality show called The Middler. The Middler? Yes. What is The Middler? Well, imagine The Apprentice. But the candidates are all vying for that coveted middle slot at a Pete Holmes gig at Zany's in Gainesville. Okay. It's actually being produced by President Trump. He's very hands-on. With the, with the middler. Yes. He's on set every day. He's on set of this, but he's not on camera. Not yet. See, that that's the dicey sitch because he want, he's, he's getting into stand-up himself. So he he wants some he wants some time. So it's we're trying to figure out new ways of keeping him off screen to keep him off camera. For, yeah, because as much of a get as it would be to have the president on your right? reality show, it's still to watch him do stand up would go the other way. Can you imagine how offensive he would be? Just and it's live too, you know. So or just Ooh. yeah, I, I can't take that chance. No. My head's on the line. Your head would be on the line. You you are uh, an exec. It's not easy being an I'm exec. I'm the exec, Tom. Come on, you're show me some respect. Okay. You're the exec at the Shout Network. You know who you're going to love and respect? 
Who's that? The Yucks. The Yucks. What, what or and or who are the Yucks? Oh, only Silver Lake's most beloved family of stand-up comics. A family? What do you mean by family of stand-up comics? Everybody in the Yuck family is a stand-up comic. Uh, there's the father, Todd Yuck, oh, so that's mother, a, Pam. It's their last there's name. Yuck. Pardon me? Yuck is their last name. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Y-U-C-K. Gotcha. Yes. They immigrated from um, from Austria. Okay. And, uh, oh, they're, they're, they're dis- wait, uh, is a descendant the one who came before? A descendant came after. Came after. Okay, so what's... What's the other one? The forefathers or the uh, the ascendants or the predecessors? Predecessors, great. Yeah. See, okay, I'm going to write that down. It's a great idea for a show. The predecessors. Okay, I like that. So, so you said it's a father. And to get Bill Stevenson to score that this thing, the predecessors, great. The guy from I, the descendants. Yep. See, that's what we call a uh, a uh, full circler. Okay, I guess I would. Yeah, that would that would. Definitely bring all that would be a good package of Didn't see of, it coming, did you? Of elements. Yes. So so the father I'm actually said, optioning package of elements that, that uh Jack Arrow Haley film that kinda of slipped between the cracks. We're gonna do do a drama version of that. Package of elements. That was yeah. that was a very intense I remember it being it was it took place in, in one of those uh those 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 mailboxes, etc. Yes, yeah, yeah. And he played probably, the owner. probably the most graphic scene of someone's arm being pulled off in a PG thirteen film through ever. Through one of the little mailboxes, like, yes. like the fake post office boxes. Yeah, sick stuff. Yeah, very graphic, very intense, and thank goodness you're going to turn it in. You're going to bring us more of it. Yeah. You're going to love it. Hey, but first you're going to love the Yucks. Okay. Yeah, so there's Father Todd, Mother Pam, their kids Thor and Azalea. Why, even their grandparents, Irv and Mildred Yuck, are stand-up comics. As is their nosy neighbor, Ted. So everyone is a stand-up comic. In yes. The, that's insane. No, it's great. It's great. They live, they love, they laugh, all the while honing and performing their tight fives. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. My favorite episode takes place at the school talent show, Tom. <laughs> okay. Well, can you tell me more about it? Okay, so a, a big drama ensues when Thor wants to do his English homework chunk. But Azalea, she wants to do her English homework chunk. Uh-huh. But then, and and look, it's a total spoiler I'm, I'm about to lay on you, but it, it's too hilarious not to tell, Okay. Okay. They both lose the contest because Salinger, the class dweeb, he does his English homework chunk before they get to do theirs, and he totally kills. Okay, that sounds like an intriguing... Isn't uh, it? Sure, the plot of that, yeah. Hey, and speaking of killing... Yeah? Rounding out the evening... Yeah? ...is kill and kill again. Kill, what is kill and kill again? Oh, I don't know. Just a terrifying psychological drama about a female road comic who slays audiences during the early evening and then slays pudgy, awkward, bearded comedy nerds back at the comedy condo before moving on to the next town. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So it, it sounds pretty, uh, it sounds pretty, pretty, uh, like, uh, edgy. 
It is. I was laughing because her jokes are really, really funny. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I remember them all. They're the funniest. Whenever, whenever people play stand-ups on te- television, mm-hmm. they always have the best material. They do. They do. <laughs> they, um, so she's, she's literally murdering people. Yeah, stabbing mainly. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's like the blacklist. What's that? That's a show with, uh, James, uh, uh, Spader. I don't watch other networks with, Okay, well, it's not, yeah. never mind. And, and I won't. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. Hey, so at, at the end of, of Stand Up Saturday, we have a recap show. Yeah. And it's called The Talkover. Okay. And basically seven comics comment on the night's proceedings. Seven comics? Yes. How, how does that go? Well, it, it's actually hard to hear what anyone is saying because everyone's trying to outfunny each other all at the same time. That's why it's called The Talkover because they're talking over each other. And, of course, there's always someone Skyping in who talks at exactly the same time as whoever's speaking. So you never really hear anything. So no one ever gets a rhythm going. Never, no. Yeah. Uh-huh. So no. it, you're, it, it, you just feel off kilter. Absolutely, yeah. Sure. And, and all the comics feel, they feel disappointed because none of them really scored at all. So they're pro- they probably start pressing. They do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Get very heated. Yeah. Well, there's always some kind of fist fight. Yeah, well, I mean, that sounds, and I'm sure the fight is, it, though I can only imagine the way stand-up comics would actually fight, so I'm sure even the fight is strangely off-kilter. And But you'd assume that the fight is really long, right? Yeah, you'd assume there'd be a lot of posturing and screaming. Yep, and yeah, yeah. How, how, how Percentage-wise, what, what percentage of this confrontation is actually physical? Physical is... Um, I would say uh, 35% is physical in terms of landing mm-hmm. b- blows yeah. or anything, 4%. Uh, great guess. It's actually 3 It's 3%. I picture I picture there being some sort of coffee table in between oh, yes, yeah. them and people are holding, each, uh, holding the comics back and yeah. just let me at that guy. Yep. Just let me at. Well, that the, the, the talk over sounds amazing. Yeah, it's great. It's great. I think you're going to love it. And I, I know what else you're going to love. What's that? Inside TV Thursdays. In, what is Inside TV Thursdays? Tom, if there's one thing we all know and agree upon, it's that middle America has an unquenchable thirst for knowing the inner workings of the world of television. Um, yeah, I, I respectfully am going to uh, say I don't know if that's true, that that's what, everyone in in uh, the country wants i think sometimes people who only people who make tv want to see things about the making of tv no man you don't know what you're talking about dig this all right let's say you're i don't know you're a punch clock johnny putting in 40 grueling mind-numbing hours a week at a chemical plant what are you most looking forward to as you toil away loading dangerous ethanol glyconinite pellets into a giant steel vat? I'm sorry, I dropped, I dropped, I have a change purse, it's kind of my lucky change purse, Tom. Uh-huh. And I just dropped it, and I think it went under my, oh, here it is. Oh, what else is down there? That's weird. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. 
and they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, it's this ZZ Top pencil I got at a ZZ Top concert. A, a pencil? Yeah, they sell they sell pencils. How 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 much was the pencil? Ten cents. Well, that does not seem. Well, I guess that's maybe more, that's very fan friendly. I'm glad. Isn't it? That. Yeah. But you know, I only I could only I only bought one of them. I I got the Frank Beard pencil. Okay. Oh, so they have one for each member. They do. Yeah. I didn't like the other guys. I'm just, a I'm a beardite. You just like the drummer for ZZ Top. Yep. Um. I mean, there are some who say he hasn't played on a record there since 1978, but I don't think so. Because their drum sound is completely electronic. Yes. Was for about 15 years. Yes, absolutely. Not not a turnoff for their hardcore fan base at all. Oh, not at all. No, those those guys uh, sparking up massive dudes in the parking lot of the Nassau Coliseum. Yeah, just who were, who would go to see the band from Texas. Yeah, the three piece boogie band. I hope those drum triggers are working tonight. Yeah, I just uh, who were just like, I hope no when when our guitars spin around. We have the guitars that spin around. Should we spin them around during Rough Boy? <laughs> but our, one of our space rock songs. Yeah, space rock. Computer rock. <laughs> it really was very computerist, very yeah. futuristic. Hey, you um, know, I've gotten so far off base here. So you were saying a thing about a punch clock Johnny is the yes, last thing yes. I remember. That's a great idea for a show also, punch clock Johnny. Get uh, John Mellencamp to score that. Anywho. So you're saying if some punch clock Johnny is working at a job. Yes. What do you think he wants to get home to? Probably his family um, and, like, dinner. No, that's boring. If you're that guy, you can't wait to sit in front of your giant plasma TV and watch Bert. But what is Bert? Oh, Bert is a new show following the career of TV producer and writer Bert Nygaard who I'm sure you know did four seasons as, co- of, uh, as co-executive producer of Six of a Kind over on the CW network before creating On the Rebound for ABC. Uh, okay. Right? And as everyone knows, a lot of show creators will get a hit show on its feet, and then they'll move on to other opportunities where they can, you know, create new shows. And at that point, the previous show's co-executive producer, he slides into the showrunner slot, right? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened to Bert. See, once On the Rebound got rolling, Bert signed an overall deal with Universal Studios to develop new shows. Now, obviously, that's a bit of a conflict with the uh, the ABC show, 
because Universal, they're definitely not, uh, not going to automatically play shows on ABC or CBS. There's just too many licensing deals that have to be figured out with that scenario, right? So it's much easier for Universal to just put shows on, on NBC because, you know, they're part of, the, of that family, and then the studio and the network, et cetera, are all under the same umbrella. But that's neither here nor there, Tom, okay? Uh-huh. So anyway, Bert signs this deal with Universal, and he starts developing shows. And over a two-year period, none of the shows that he does really takes off, especially a, a groupie nation, this incredibly realistic rock and roll sitcom he did. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, they film a couple pilots like that. One show gets dumped on the Friday nights, you know, a total burial ground situation. And after the two years are, are done, Bert is looking to come back to On the Rebound, right? And that's basically what the show is all about. Bert's thrill-a-minute transi- transition back into a senior production position on a show he created but then handed the reins over to. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Some of the gripping plot lines, Tom? Yeah. Here, here's his conundrum. At what stage in the rewrite process does Bert weigh in on? Right? <laughs> does he take a cursory pass at punching up a script before it goes to the full room, let alone the new showrunner's computer? Right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, 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 okay. Okay. And add to that the insanity of Bert coming up with some alternate jokes for scenes. When does he pitch them? Like, what's the right situation? Uh-huh. When he's on set, can he just walk up to an actor without the showrunner and pitch things? Oh, okay. And don't even get me started on the parking episode. What's the parking episode? Well, see, Bert used to have the best parking spot spot for his bungalow. A parking spot? What is that? A little like Andy Kindler. I yeah. write that down. Andy Kindler's parking spot. Okay. I can spitball that later. So he used to have the best spot you know, in front of his bungalow, but now they need to figure out a new spot for him. Uh, all, like, right, all right. Who's willing to move their spot six feet away to accommodate this fading lion as he tries to reclaim some sort of past glory? Uh-huh. Okay. Tom, all this is so gripping, and, and it's basically everybody's story, right? If this is everybody's story? Yeah, I mean, there's no way a UPS man coming home after a long day of lugging packages isn't going to want to come home and see whether or not Bert got one or two assistants. Yeah, uh, Matthew, I don't know if this is exactly something that's that's universal for everyone to... Well, this sounds so inside. Uh, it's what people want and love. Okay, well, maybe you don't like that, but I know you're going to love Retooled. Okay, what is Retooled? Well, it answers this question. What happens if none of the people who wrote and crafted a new show were on board for the next season? And the next season had to continue with all new people doing it behind the scenes. You know, of course, you had the same actors and characters, but none of the same writers. So it's a totally different tone. Sends chills up and down your spine, doesn't it? Doesn't seem like it could possibly happen. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah I don't know. That, that one sounds a little, uh, little uh, like science fiction. Yeah, I don't think it could ever happen. Yeah, I would. I couldn't count that. That one. That's the first false note I've heard of any of these, Matthew. No offense. Well, okay. I mean, maybe that needs to be retooled and made a little more realistic. So you're going to retool, retooled. Exactly. The retooling of retool. Well, that sounds like it. Not that I'm here to tell you what a show is, but that sounds like a show. Yeah, you sure aren't. 
Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Hey, let's let's get on a better foot, okay? Sure, let's. We at Shout are absolutely thrilled to announce. Are you ready? I'm ready. The Trailer Park Boys is coming to the Shout Network this spring. Wait, the Trailer Park Boys? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and I'll tell you one thing, man. Season 32 is going to knock your socks off. Wait, season 32? Yeah. There's been that many seasons of the Trailer Park Boys? Yes, yeah. Seems hard to believe, right? Yeah, that does seem like a lot. Yeah. Um, well, wow. I'll tell you, some very exciting things are afoot for the gang. Okay. Primarily, Julian holds his drink in the other hand now. Uh, okay, so yeah. he holds his drink in the other hand. Yeah, no. yeah, it's all very exciting. And I didn't even mention the 14 Trailer Park Boys specials and movies that are already in the pipeline. <laughs> yeah, a lot of content there for... They, they churn it out up there. For, for, uh, that, yeah, they churn it out. I don't know, that's, that might not, churn might not be the most flattering word for you to use describing no, your own product. If you spend any time up there, everyone up there is always talking about the Canadian churn. Uh-huh. And what, yeah. that's like just the way they make things? It is, yeah. Yeah. The Canadian churn. Yeah, Carl Newman always talks about that. So, like, when he does a new pornographer's album, a new new pornographer's album, he's like, it's time for the time for the Canadian churn. He does, he does. And, he, and, and he's doing that with this new, new pornographer's show that we're going to do next year. He has a show. Yeah, it's basically built around Todd Fancy. Okay. Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. That sounds... It's called The Mystery Man from Vancouver. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow, this... Uh... Actually, it's called it's called Shades and a Baseball Cap, Colin, The Mystery Man from uh, Vancouver. Sounds like... I, I can't imagine how that would not be the biggest show on television. It's going to be great. It's going to yeah. be great. Hey, you know, we've got a, a, a new documentary that we're so excited about here. Okay. And this thing is going to make everybody forget about Wiener. That was the... Uh... The documentary about the New York congressman, the disgraced New York congressman, Anthony Weiner. Yes, what a, what a crazy story that was. Yeah. Our documentary, The Whooshing Robe, is a hard-hitting, sometimes funny, almost always erotic telling of the Judge Montgomery Davies story. Who How about that? was a, a judge, a long-serving, long-seated judge in Newbridge who resigned in in uh disgrace like a shameful uh thing because it's and it's hard to say to have to explain this on the show um not sure how to say what tom we're all adults here okay uh-huh. we all know what happened he was having in-court device driven under the robe teen parties uh-huh Ugh. yeah yeah so yeah. that that look, you did explain it. I have to give you credit. I did. You did. Yeah, I, I, that's my be- my best ever nutshelling. I think that was that was some Hall of Fame level nutshelling. Thank you, thank you. Uh-huh. I tell you, man, you are not going to believe the bombshells his stenographer drops. I can't even say any of it because it's all triple X. Uh huh. The Judge yeah. Davies, his stenographer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a that sounds like a real gripping show. No pun. It is. Inten- no pun intended. Oh, my God. You're bad. 
<laughs> you, I, you are bad. I can't help it sometimes. sometimes. We've had a great, a great friendship. How, it's going on at least 12 years, right? It has. Probably more. It's gone on. I have to say, our friendship is one of the most meaningful in my life. I've spoken to you eight times over the last 15 years. Yep. It's a high-quality friend, and it's only been on the show. We never meet in person. It's very hands-off. I know so little about you outside of your job. You probably don't know how tall I am, do you? I don't. I'll tell you. How tall? I'm 4'8". Four, 4'8". Four, okay. Four, yeah. Well, let's, um, sure. Um, hey, well, let's keep going, all right? There's a lot more to cover. Okay. Tom, you know how everyone's been talking about this Netflix original series called The Get Down? Yes, The Get Down, which is a, a show I watched the first season of. It's uh, Boz Lerman uh, did a show about the the or the formative year of uh, years of uh, hip hop and uh, disco and all that. Yeah. Well, come next week. That's all going to be forgotten, and everyone's going to be talking about the prog down. What is the wait? The prog down. What is the, the prog, prog down? Yes. What is the prog down? Well, here we go. Finally, finally, someone is telling the story of the burgeoning days of progressive rock through the eyes of two young dreamers just looking for their big break. The year, nineteen seventy-one. The place, London, England. You want more? This is, you're painting such a picture here. Right? Okay. All right. Clive, he's our, he's our main character. Clive is a down-on-his-luck keyboardist just looking for a big shot. You know, he just wants a shot. All he wants is for his dream to come true. He just wants to share his vision with anyone else who loves music. Uh-huh. And what, what is his vision and his, his dream? Well, it's a very humble dream, Tom. Okay. All he wants to do is get a chance to stage his 17-part interpretation of Homer's The Odyssey at the Royal Albert Hall, backed by the London Philharmonic, while he plays a stack of keyboards and synthesizers while wearing a bright green satin cape-slash-jumpsuit combo at the front of the stage. It's all he wants. That's all, oh, that's all he wants? Simple stuff. Uh-huh. Sure. All right. Meanwhile, Sylvia... The girl of Ian's dream is interested in becoming England's top hippie dancer. A top what dancer? Hippie dancer. Okay, what is it? What is that? I don't know. I'm not familiar with that. Well, Sylvia has studied ballet and dance at the London Academy of Dance, uh-huh. but all her teachers are just outraged that she's channeling all her energy and all her talent into lifelessly rocking back and forth and then spastically gyrating, barely in time with the music. But again, she has her dream, too. Okay. The two of them, they're just just kids trying to make their way through the world, right? Sure. And it's a very gripping story that everyone is just going to fall in love with. Wait till the episode in which Clive finally gets a sit-down with Chris Squire, and they have a talk about the bass part of Yes's smash hit single, Don't Kill the Whale. You're not going to believe it. Uh-huh. Don't Kill the Whale. Yeah. Which, um... That's that's hardly a smash song, and came. You said it was 1971. Yeah, that came so much later than the stuff you just uh, you named, like the, it did? the era you named. Yeah, that's are late, you sure? Late, late 70s. Yeah. Are you sure? I'm positive. Oh, uh, this isn't good. 
I'll tell you what. I'm going to fire someone's ass over this. No, better yet, I'm going to fire two people's asses over this. Okay, well, I'm I'm sorry, but that's somebody made a mistake. Oh. All right, all right. Well, maybe the prog down is, isn't for everybody, but I know everyone's going to love the man in the barren net nut. I'm sorry. I can't even say this right in this, this show. This See, it's already kind of cursed. This whale thing got to you. It did. It's the man in the barren nutmeg field. The man in the barren nutmeg field. What is that yeah, about? I, I, I'm, I'm close to canceling already because I can't pronounce the name. Uh-huh. And what is that about? Well, I thought it was a thrilling alternative history that answers the age-old question, what if the U.S. was defeated when they invaded the tiny island of Granada in 1983? Okay. Okay. What happens is... Grenadan leader Bernard Cord, he becomes the ruler of the United States of Grenada, and he instigates this very strict, ironclad, anti-synth-pop policy. Okay. Yeah. I'll tell you, Taylor Lautner is very convincing as a young David Gahan. Taylor so he's playing the lead singer of Depeche Mode. Yes, he's really good. The guy who played the wolf, the yes. wolf man. In the he lost uh, all that muscle mass. Okay. Yeah. To play early Dave Gahan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of cool. I just I just hate this name. The man in the it? the man in the barren nutmeg field. What if we called it? Nah, nothing else works. I just gotta just gotta figure out how to pronounce it better. It's uh, a perfect name. Okay. Well. Yeah. I'll tell you, what do you see our most critically acclaimed show? What, what, what is that? Citizen Mike. Citizen, what is Citizen Mike? Well, as, as far as I know, it's TV's first pre-postquel. A pre-postquel? Yes. Well, I, don't even, I have no idea what a pre-postquel is. What, well, what, is, what is the show even about? Okay, it's a spinoff of our hit dark drama, Speak No Evil. Okay. And I'll tell you, man, this show is harder to follow than Better Call Saul and every bit as slow. Okay. Yeah. I signed off on this thing, and three quarters of the time, I can't tell if what's happening is in the long ago past, the, 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 the recent past, the present, or if it's happening in Mike's mind. And to make matters more convoluted, Mike has seven different names in the course of this thing, and it's truly maddening. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, it's very, very com- complicated. It is. You know what else is complicated? What's that? The opening credits. Uh-huh. Well, Citizen Mike has also set the record for most producers on a single show. Okay. There's 23 producers. 31 co-producers, and 17 executive producers. There's even something called a subordinate co-executive producer. I don't even know what it means. I'm not even sure what that would be. No, and these opening credits, they're still rolling a solid 20 minutes into the show. Of still just producer, producer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But uh, it has to be done. You know, everyone, that's part of everybody's contract. Everybody has a contract nowadays. They all want... They all want that title, even though it means dick. Okay. What? <laughs> that, I've never heard that before. Came out of nowhere, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. I'll say it again if you want. 
You know what? Could you? Yeah. What about a contract? Again. Tell me about uh, this whole phenomenon with contracts. Everybody wants one. Matthew? Matthew? I'll tell you, man. They don't mean dick. That wasn't as good. Uh, we, we always have the first time. Yep, yep. So, yeah, so okay. there's... Well, getting back to Citizen Mike, yeah. it was created by, you know, the titan, Sean, Sean Goodwell, who, of course, created Speak No Evil. And sure. Sh- Sean is, is also producing and writing 16 of our current and new and future shows. He's a machine. Uh-huh. Yeah. 16 more shows. That's, 16, that's a, yeah. That's a lot of shows. It is. Um, can I ask, are these shows good? Well, I, I don't see how that really factors into this. Okay, well, quality? No, I don't think it does. What's important is that Sean is churning these shows out like a TV sweatshop. I'll tell you, there, there, there's a couple of shows where we placed orders for 20 episodes, and Sean made an extra 20. On his own? Yes, yeah, same huh. budget. Sure, well, can I ask, though, are, that's, that's all well and good, but are the shows good? Why are you trying to make this less fun? I don't get it. Less fun. Yes. I mean, I'm only asking about the quality of the the programs. Well, look, Tom, if there's one thing the last few years have taught us, it's that the quality of the work isn't what's important. It's how much work was completed and how unusual and newsworthy was the manner in which the work was completed. Okay. Yeah. It's like this new Kendrick Lamar record featuring beats that were made on an iPhone. I mean, man, what a story. Yeah, I mean, look, I didn't get to hear the new album yet, but it it is always weird when that becomes the narrative, not the. You mean that no one ever talks about what's that, what the art actually is? It's yeah. just about how it was. Yeah, that they're just trying to squeeze an extra fifty bucks out to get an article. I think you know, and it's like it, it. It just feels like like quality doesn't mean dick. Oh, there you go. You got it back a little bit. Still wasn't as good. Still wasn't as good. I, I can admit that. Well, you know, you're 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 on it though. You're Thank you. Um, hey Tom. Yeah. What's the first word that comes to mind when you think of UFC fighting? The first word. Yes. Uh violent to terrifying? Really? Yeah. No, I I was thinking soft or wimpy. For for okay, then oh, I disagree with that. Those fights are like so out of control. There's so so much blood and brutality. So you feel like most Americans when you say that MMA has just gotten way too tame. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Well, we heard you loud and clear. The Shout Network is proud to announce a new sport that's going to capture the hearts and minds and souls of America. Get ready for U E I M M A. What does that stand for? Ultimate Extreme Intense Mixed Martial Arts. Uh, Rolls off the tongue, don't it? Yeah. U-E-I-M-M-A. Yes. Okay. And and I'll tell you why we started this thing. Why is that? Because of the snowflakes that worry too much about whether someone's going to stub their widow toe in an MMA fight. Yeah. Yeah. 
tell you the powers powers that be at EMMA they don't hold back at all. Uh-huh. These flights go all the way, and when I say all the way, yeah. I mean all the way. But legally, I, I can't say what all the way means, of course. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You can probably figure it out. Yeah, I'm I'm trying not to actually. Yeah. There's a coffin supply uh, store <laughs> on uh, you know, on site. <laughs> For okay, wow. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so. Our fighters, yeah. they, they don't wear those cute panties like the uh, U- UFC gladiators. No way. Uh-huh. We present our fighters just as the good Lord made them. How's that? Totally nude and smeared in motor oil. Okay. Yeah. And these fights are off the chain, Tom. Yeah. We've got punching, kicking, grappling, hidden weapons, attack dogs, fire hoses, electrified fences, random waves of darkness, alternating between extreme heat and extreme cold, fighters taking unidentified medications, you know, just like they used to do in the original Olympics back in Greece. Yeah, that sounds just like taken from the original Olympics. Same deal. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask, Matthew, where where would you even hold one of these fights? Well, you know, I can't exactly say where, but I can tell you that they're held on an abandoned oil tanker somewhere in international waters. Uh Uh-huh. And get this, the tanker is slowly sinking, so there's that element, too. Wow, that's... Super gripping stuff, right? Oh, sounds so... Yeah, okay. It is. It's a narrative that all sports fans are are just dying to see, and and kids are going to love it, too. Kids? Oh, yeah. I don't, well, I, I wouldn't exactly peg that as being kid-friendly. I think they will. And, uh-huh. you know, Tom, it's, jo- it's not just the fighting that we show. We go behind the scenes to, to uh, show a glimpse into the private lives of the fighters. Okay, like, like what's, that, what's that like? Well, if you like footage of incredibly cut, very boastful, yet intensely emotionally damaged 30-year-old men who have cobras tattooed on their chests, crying in the arms of their brash yet totally afraid stripper girlfriends while their unattended toddlers cry in a nearby bedroom, you're going to love this show. I don't know if that sounds like a show that's... You don't like any of that stuff? Uh, those might not be my elements. Hmm. I don't know. I'll, I'll check it out. I'll watch a season of it. I hope you do. We'll get you a screener. Sure. Please, you know. please do. You like reality shows, though, right? Oh, I love reality shows. Are you kidding? Then you're going to love the real dry cleaners of Newbridge. What? What is that? I'll tell you, man, this thing, this thing is excitement personified. The RDON has it all. Drama, laughter, first-degree burns, you name it. Okay. Yeah. There's this one heated exchange between a dry cleaner and a customer over this jacket that was meant to be dry cleaned but ended up washed, rendering the garment unwearable. And you're never going to guess what happens. Never? I could never guess it? Yeah, never. Uh, can I try? Okay, we're going to be here all night. Uh-huh. Does the uh, dry cleaner reimburse the customer for the damaged uh, garment? Did you get a screener of this? No, that's just what ha- that's what happens when... At a dry cleaner when, when that when a garment gets damaged. Oh. Well, okay, Mr. Dry Cleaner Expert. 
there's this other scene that I found very, very hard to watch where this woman gets in a huge fight with a dry cleaner over a pair of culottes that the cleaner has no record of ever receiving, doesn't know anything about it. It's a total Latino dry cleaner standoff, just like in the old Western movies. Uh-huh. And it goes somewhere you're never going to expect. No way. Um, okay. Well, I mean, again, can I try? Yes. You said that sh- that they have no record of ever receiving the culottes? Yes. Did she by any chance go to the wrong dry cleaner? Rhonda, did you send Tom a screener? I didn't get a, sc- a screener. She, she says no. Yeah. I, I, no, I'm, You're a great guesser, man. I should make a, a show about you called The Guesser. The Guesser in the black polo shirt. Well, you know, I'm, I'm here. I like it. I like it. Hey, I think you're going to like cool wedding follow-ups. Cool wedding follow-ups. What is yes. cool wedding follow-ups? Yes. This is a show where we meet people who had really, really cool, outrageous, and fun weddings. Weddings that, by all appearances, occurred solely so the bride and groom could post photos and garner likes on various social media platforms. Okay. And and uh, so you're 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 talking to the people who did these weddings? Yes, yeah. And like, what what are you finding when you interview those people who? Well, you're never going to believe this, but it turns out they're all struggling with the reality that that their actual married lives are nowhere near as much fun or as cool as their weddings. Huh? I never would have thought that that would be where that would end up. Yeah, and most of them are looking outside of their marriages already for oh, companionship. That's, depre- that's the most depressing thing I've ever heard. Welcome to life, Tom. Uh, well, I, I thank you for welcoming me. I, I might turn around. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Well, let's, let's get out of the depression mode that yeah. we're in and get Can into we, some fun, all right? Can we, please? Yes, we got yeah. some great game shows coming up. <laughs> okay, like what? Eddie Trunk's Ego Trunk. Okay, what is that? Well, contestants watch Eddie Trunk, who, of course, we know and love as, as the, uh, the, the only face of, uh, of hard rock and heavy metal. Sure. Contestants watch Eddie Trunk interview famous heavy metal artists and predict how long it will be before Eddie tells the interview subject that the famous person the interview subject has just mentioned is a, quote, good friend, quote, just texted me, or, quote, invited me to come see them in Vegas. Okay. Yeah, and if there's a tie, they wager on how soon Eddie will tell his interview subject about his own experiences getting interviewed, quote, all the time. Okay. Yeah. And then the winner gets to open one of these three solid steel trunks, one of which contains $10,000. Not bad. No, that's not bad. So there's three trunks. Yes. And one has $10,000. And what, yes. what are, what's in the other two trunks? Well, the one contains a pile of John 5 CDs, and the other contains a pile of these extra-large uh, UFO T-shirts. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Uh-huh. It's testing well so far. Yeah. Sounds like a winner. Yeah. We also have uh, Musics Only, which is where John Legend and Dave Grohl compete to see who can be in the most things. We've got uh, Nick Cave's Man Cave, uh, who wants to be Robin Thicke's youngest girlfriend. Uh-huh. 
That sounds like a winner. It is. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just waiting for Rhonda to give me some, bring me a coffee. Is that coffee coming? I just gave her that stare, that that boss stare that I'm sure you give to. What's the guy's name? Mark out there in the hallway. Mike. Guy you keep in the hallway, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Another great, uh, great game show. Yeah. Blue Check Hotel. Blue Check Hotel. What is that? This is a show that Jake Fogelness brought to show. Do you know Jake? I do. Great guy. Yeah. Tons of ideas. Tons of ideas. So here's how this goes. Twelve aspiring social media stars are all crammed in a boutique hotel, but only one will leave the house verified. Uh, like verified on social media? Exactly, yes. Okay. Everyone's dream. So, oh, Blue Check Hotel, I get it now. Yes. Okay. Maybe we should call something else. I thought that would be that would be a, uh, pretty apparent. Uh huh. No, no, it sounds good. Okay. Maybe we should call it the hotel verification. I like Blue Check Hotel. All right. So we don't know who's who's going to end up verified. Will it be the apparently sweet yet incredibly mean girl who writes funny songs on a ukulele, or will it be the Bonavere looking guy who we're not sure if he's a Nazi? Okay. Wow. We don't know. Yeah. That sounds intense, and Jake hosts it? He does, yes. Okay. Can I, I, I mean, does he have a catchphrase? Uh, you gotta guess you know, what it is. Because every one of these shows needs to have a catchphrase. That's the yeah. one thing, like, you're the weakest link, or like... Well, pick me one. For Jake? Yes. On this? Yes. Like when there's do the is the does each episode end with kind of like a, a, a tribunal or something like that? Yes, and keep in mind Jake is wearing a Devo shirt in every episode. Okay. Um does he smash a framed ladies and gentlemen the fabulous stains poster over the head of anybody who loses? Grace, I I, I swear I'm gonna fire you if you sent this clown a screener. I, I'm serious. But that's not a catchphrase, though. That's not. I know, but of... how do you know that he did that? I just, I just know Jake. That's me just knowing Jake. All right. What, what is his catchphrase? Do you not have a catchphrase for him? There's not one. No. Can I pitch one? I'm ready. Yeah. Oh, okay. What if he says? To someone who loses, that they have to check out of the hotel. I love it. That's great. And check then he smashes. The then he smashes uh, a framed uh, Times Square poster over their heads. Perfect. Perfect. Well, it looks like we have a twenty-third co-executive producer on board now. Congratulations. Thank you. I'll have. Rhonda send over the paperwork. That's great stuff. Great work. Do you ever worry that the credits are so long in these shows that they might spill into the next show? Well, that's going to be the problem when we get the Getty Gulag rolling. It's going to come after it. Okay, what is that? Well, in the Getty Gulag, the contestants are in a Russian Gulag, and the first person to find and post a photo of themselves bearing a Getty Images watermark gets to leave. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that that's a that's a, a very original premise. It is. And those who don't 
yeah. make it out, they have to, uh, and they end up eating each other. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. pretty sick. That is sick. Yeah. Look, I brought the mood down again. Let's let's bring it up, okay? Some levity, right? Yeah, I love it. We've got some great scripted laughers, Tom. Like what? Uh, we had this new show called Bill and Jill. Okay. Bill and Jill. What is that? This is, as far as I know, the world's first series 100% based on and written according to focus group data. Okay. Like, what? what is it about? Tom, I'm going to be very honest. This thing is so bland, predictable, and edgeless, even I don't know what it is. I, I think Bill works at a supermarket, and I think she was a stay-at-home mom, and I think they have two kids, but... I started watching it, and I got a really bad headache 10 minutes in, and then I just had to turn it off and just kind of go lay on the couch. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And, My but, bad for ordering 100 episodes. Yeah. I, I'm. You maybe should have watched 10 minutes of it before you pulled the trigger on that there, kind of investment. There, there wasn't time. I, 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 I was too busy knee-deep in the show I'm about to tell you about. Which is what? Tom, I'm sure you remember one of Shout's most beloved sitcoms from the early 2000s, The Reggae Kid. Do you remember it? Oh, yeah, of course. It was uh, about a kid from uh, from Jamaica who, yeah. was, who was Jackie, I think, right? Was it Jackie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He stowed away with an American family when they were going back to the United States and then lived with them in upstate New York. This, this kid, this Jamaican kid, ends up... In a in a, like a real uptight family. Yeah, it, it's a real tropical fish out of water story. Yeah. Tom. Uh huh. Are you ready for the reggae adult? I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready for the reggae adult. What is? Oh, come on, let me lay it out for you. Okay. All right. It's 15 years later, and Jackie finds that being an adult is really hard. He 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 finds himself with so much less time for reggae. The reggae has to take a back seat to, you know, bills, family, and all these other obligations. And the worst part? Yeah. He has to trim his dreads per Uber's orders. Per, 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 per Uber's orders. So he makes his living driving for Uber? He does, yeah, yeah. And this leads me to my absolute favorite show of the spring season. Okay. What, what is that show? Per Uber's orders. Per Uber's, per Uber's orders, and so we're so, so reggae adult is your favorite show of the upcoming season. What are you on about? No, I'm talking about Per Ubu's orders. What is that? What is Per Ubu Per Ubu's orders? Well, I'm never going to nutshell as good as I did earlier on in this call, so I'll, I'll have to take a little longer with this one. Okay, here, here we go. Two U.S. Army generals knock on the front door of an unassuming house in present-day Cleveland. Okay, got it so far. Uh-huh. A very large man wearing a very small hat and holding an even smaller accordion answers the front door. Yeah. It's post-punk pioneer David Thomas, and behind him stand Tony Mamone, Scott Krause, and Alan Ravenstein. So it's the band Perubu. Yes! Okay. Yes. The boys in the band are getting ready to embark on a much-anticipated reunion tour. But the Army officers have some very, very bad news. 
What, what, what is the bad news? Well, it turns out that the Ubu boys were all sent draft notices in 1975, like the, the last draft notices having to do with the Vietnam War. Okay. Because it ended in, in 75. Yeah. And these notices were lost in the basement of, of the post office in Cleveland. Now, fast forward to 2017, the post office gets torn down and the notices are found. Okay. Now, Tom, as we all know, there's no statute of limitations on murder or the selective service, right? Okay, I'll take your word for that. So the boys have no choice but to go to basic training. Uh-huh. You, you keep calling them the boys. I do. Uh-huh, but they're actually, they must be in their mid-60s. Yeah, I think they're all about 67. Uh-huh. So, so they're going to, you said, basic training? Yes. In the Army? Yeah, down, down in, uh, uh, what's it called? It, it, it's in Jacksonville, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Was that Fort Lejeune? No, that's Marines. I don't know. So that's insane. Well, it, it is. I mean, it, it's, it's fun to watch, though. See, the boys have to do everything their 18-year-old fellow privates have to do. You know, pull-ups, rope climbing, you know, all that stuff. Uh, weight training, you name it. Somehow David Thomas gets to march while he's in a chair. Okay. It's quite a visual. Sound, it sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. The real hilarity starts when the boys get shipped out to South Korea. Okay. Please, go on. Well, I'm not going to tell you too much about it, but I can guarantee you it's a whole different kind of non-alignment pact when these old coots get sent to the DMZ. <laughs> that's the tag. That's the tagline. Like, that's on the posters. Wow. That's... How do you spell coots? Because I think it's C-O-O-T-S, but the poster is spelled C-O-U-T-S. I think you have it right. I think your gut... It's it's C O O T S. But it's written in such a way. I, I should have signed off on this font, but I didn't get to see it. Coots looks like another word. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. So that's bad. Should should have. I can't do all these jobs, you know. I, I got so much going on, but you know it. It, it's it, it's it's a good feeling once it all gets done, well, you know, correctly be. or not. Yeah. But I'll tell you one thing. What's that? Per Uber's orders? Yeah. It's being directed by Judd Apatow. Wow. Yeah. Judd Apatow, that's a huge get for no, for a show. No, get. not not Judd Apatow, Judd Apatow. Judd Appletoe. Yes, you know him, right? No, I don't know oh. Judd Appletoe. Oh, my God, yes. He's a former porn director trying to go straight. He did, uh, oh, what's he done? Uh, he did Skank Factors 5 through 12, uh, The Orgasms of Madison County, and The Crotch Doctors. Why? Oh, I don't want to. I didn't know Judd Appletoe. Say I didn't know again. I love it. Oh, I didn't know. Judd Appletoe. I think, I think we can do a show based on I didn't know. It's almost like that Urkel line. What, what was his line? I didn't do Urkel? that ass. Is that what he said? Urkel would say, what was Urkel's line? Urkel I think it was, was I didn't no, do it, that it was, it was, did I do that? No, that's just offensive, Tom. How dare you? Did I do that? See, that's better. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, well, I'm, I got it right. Way more respectful. Uh-huh. Oh, damn it. What, what? Oh, Jesus. I just got this urgent text from the set of The Middler. Yeah. 
Oh, my God. It's looking like President Trump is going off on tonight's special guest. Okay, who's that? Andy Kindler. Uh-huh. Yeah. The comedian. Yeah, the comedian in my book. Uh-huh. Oh, it, it seems Trump really got offended by Andy's joke about Trump having a golf cart that runs on Trump's lust for his own daughter. Okay, well, yeah. that's... Look, it's good stuff. It's a good joke. It sounds, it sounds like a top-notch <laughs> joke. I'm laughing right now thinking like, about it. And well, I didn't drop that pencil either. It's Prime Kindler. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's a great show. Tom, you're going to be my partner one day. You're coming up with these great ideas. Prime Kindler. What if it's called Kindler? What if it's called... What if it's called the Kindler and he... And he he helps people when they go camping. I love it. It's like Kindler. Yeah, like that's the tag on the poster. Kindler, but it's W U. I used to wood. W O U L D question mark like kindling wood. Yeah, well, the wood that wood would be spelled W O O D. Okay, this relationship's over. I don't. I don't. I think you're already trying to undermine me, which I really hate. All right, I'm sorry. I just That's was okay. trying to make sure the word was spelled correctly. Well, look, I forgive you. I think we should we should rekindle this relationship. No pun intended. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what? Oh boy. What? Oh no. What? What is it? Oh, now? it looks like Trump is whipping Andy Kindler with his giant white golf short shirt, and he's 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 been dipping it in this like really cold ice water. And I guess he's t- been twirling the, the the huge white tent of a shirt over his head and then slamming it down uh, onto Andy's bare haunches. I guess somehow his his haunches have been exposed. Oh no, poor Andy. Yeah. Poor. Well, look, I gotta get on a plane and get over there, okay, to rescue this kid, Kindler. All right. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, well, I thank you for letting me share the bountiful good news of of the upcoming shout season with you and your listeners. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the heads up for this stuff, and I'm going to keep watching. You are a true friend for life. Well, it's nice. We've talked seven times in the last 15 years. and I don't know how uh, tall you are. Um, yeah, I'm over six foot. Oh, my goodness. Okay, that sounds <laughs> strange. Um, it's okay. not that rare. Right, bye-bye. Uh, uh, have a safe flight. All right, bye-bye. Oh, okay. There he goes. Matthew Tompkins. A lot of stuff, huh, Mike? A lot of shows. What's that? Always a favorite of yours. Glad to hear it. Always a favorite of Mike's. Thanks again for listening to Best Show Best. Much thanks to Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Martine Sellis, Brendan McDonald, AP Mike, and of course John Worcester. Uh, who else? Uh, uh, Marsha Newmeyer. And, uh, yeah, you, the best show listener. Thank you. And if you like this, check out the full show every Tuesday night from 9 p.m. to midnight at thebestshow.net. And support the best show, patreon.com slash thebestshow. Thanks so much for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>